Something like that. I. Um, what did we so talk about last time? Oh my god, we talked about a lot last time. We talked about grooming. We talked about so many things. We talked about the fact. <laughs> yeah, we talked about grooming. We had like we were kind of just piecing together like what that means and having conversation about it. We talked about Marilyn Manson and how he's a fucking piece mm-hmm. of shit. Fuck you, Marilyn Manson. Um, what else we also we talk talked about? about the Venus, and that whole conversation went on for hours. So, I think by the time this is up, it was so fun. Maybe I'll split it into two different episodes, or just like a part one, part two, Ooh. or maybe part one or part two is gonna be like a Patreon exclusive. We'll figure that out. I love that. Okay. The Venus shit was so fun, too. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, we really went in on Right. It hosts. made me self-aware. But how have you been since we've last talked? <sighs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Aquarius Venus in me was thriving. I love, too, like, our air Venuses put together. It's just it's exactly. a good time. Well, since last time, just a few things happened. Um, mm. I got off Twitter for a few days. I felt like I was just... Oh, shit. I felt like I was just debasing and humiliating myself in, like, a classic Gen Z nihilistic way. Like, like I, felt, I feel like my generation <laughs> yes. kind of... We base too much, like, emphasis and importance on our online persona. And I guess for me, especially, I, I cultivated, since I was, like, a teenager... Uh, an online persona originally like in the essence of a manically depressed teen girl and now i'm just like an actually mentally (laughs) ill girl who's a leftist (laughs) and a gender whatever pronouns you can label me with um you know okay like i People take it so seriously. People do take it seriously. And, like, it's not real. Like, you can literally log <laughs> yeah. off the internet. Literally, like, it has no weight. Like, you can log the fuck off. It's not that serious. That's why whenever I post on Instagram, which is, like, rarely. Like, I post, like, maybe every few months. I just, like, immediately leave. I'm like, no, fuck this. Like, I don't care. I'm just... I like to post shit that's fun, and I'm having fun, but also, like... In high school, my Twitter was, like, me being depressed, me hating men. And it's like, yeah, I'm still depressed. Yeah, I still kind of hate men. But I'm also in therapy now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, I'm working on no, my No, definitely. Shit. I just felt like I, like, made such an unhealthy... Like, I'm sharing too much about myself and too much am I... 
Mm. When I am online, I feel so mentally ill. Like, I can't. Like, I feel like I constantly have to debase <laughs> myself to entertain Fuck. people for, like, one, like, <laughs> unhealthy. So mm. I had to log off from Twitter. And I don't know. I've been feeling really off because, like, we're recording this on February 12th. And Valentine's Day is just, like, it's almost here. And... I love Valentine's I Day. I don't. I mean, last year, I got, like... Last That's year, valid. I went on a date on the 13th, and it got shit-faced. Then on the 14th, I went clubbing, and it mm. got shit-faced. So I really don't remember those two days. Love so. I had to, like, look through my Instagram stories yeah. to figure that out, what I did. <laughs> I, okay, wait, one thing on the social media thing, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with my social media presence just because of the fact that, like, I don't care too much what I post and I just go online to have fun and, like, interact okay. with people and be ridiculous because, like, I go on there to have a fun mix of, like, me lying and bullshitting and then me being honest but people think it's not true just because it's ridiculous. But also, last Valentine's Day... I went on a date with one of my housemates. It was super fun. We hotboxed her car in, like, downtown San Diego in front of this, like, super fancy art gallery <laughs> and, like, all these, like, hipstery, millennial, neolibs. Where? Like, in New York? Looking at us. And we're just, like, when we got out of the car. No, in downtown San uh, Diego. Oh, what's the scene like over there? Yeah. And it's actually really pretty. It's honestly, I love downtown San Diego. That's, like, low-key where I'm trying to be. Because it's, like, I don't know, there's, I like the architecture there. It's, like, for a downtown, it's really nice. It's nothing like downtown L.A., um, which L.A. is gross. gross. No offense to you. I ain't never been. Angelians or whatever. But then on that Valentine's Day, so I was super high, and then we come home. This was obviously pre-Rona, so we went to, like, three parties that night. And I ended up hooking up with this guy, and it was really fun. My housemates all know the details because of something interesting that punctuated that but i can't put that on the pod unfortunately girl <gasps> don't be teasing much, our listeners like that should i tell them i don't know i feel crazy. like in the future i feel should like I in the future them? if it gets too crazy it's gonna be a patreon exclusive episode because i don't know because i want to yeah. make the pot you know what i'm just gonna right. tease you guys just tease them for now <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no i've been called a tease before <laughs> Uh, I feel that Pisces is, Pisces <laughs> is a whole a tease. Um, oh yeah, because I don't know you anything. I'm just having oh, fun with the illusion, baby. No, I just feel like <laughs> I use Twitter to just like be on an unconscious, like mirror to my psyche, mm. and sometimes I'd be saying the most weirdest thing, but they kind of allude to something real that's going on. Um, I'm also like a yeah, Pisces moon, dude. so whenever I'm in a crisis or emotional dress, I like make my problems bigger than they really are. Like I misdirect it and she's being like a collective issue, like an, a problem with society, mm. you know, a, a problem with God, yeah. a problem with like the stars. Like it's hard for me to like... And with that 10th house moon. Like it's hard too. for me to bring it down and realize that the problem is actually really lame and really normal and really boring <laughs> and like i can't handle that why can't it be dramatic that the gods hate me it's like no it's a, <laughs> yes <laughs> that is such a leo pisces moon thing to say i love it i love it 
Oh my god, speaking of your Pisces moons, I was listening to one of our earlier episodes and you're like, you know, I come into people's life to be like a fairy and stuff and I was like, oh my, oh my god. god, this is so obvious. I fucking loved listening to it. I was like, this is so cute. This is so Pisces moon, Cancer Mars. I was like, I love this. It made me laugh, honestly, because it was just so cute. And right. I was like, All true. the listeners who are fans are my friends, just to let you guys know. I'll tell you anything. Yes. And even the haters, I love you too. Yes, you hating me is a reflection on a... Big kisses. Them hating me is a reflection on some part of their psyche. And... Yeah, what you don't like about other people says what you don't like about yourself. Please seek help, Right, and if you don't like that I'm (laughs) not politically correct, I think there's a problem with you guys. Like, being afraid to look stupid. Abby and I were talking about that. Privately. Yeah, Albie and I were talking about that because, like, I was telling him, like, I don't think you're a hateful person at all. I also don't think you're in a position to be, like, oppressing anybody. And I also feel like we're having an ongoing conversation. I'm able to be, like, there's certain things where it's, like, "Mm, maybe I'm not comfortable with that. But it's also, like, you're an adult and I don't feel the need to babysit you or police you because I know you're not a hateful person, like, at all. Like, you're fine <laughs> right i mean not only that it's like <laughs> i just want to i don't want to play a- devil's advocate i feel like that's a white boy thing to do but like i just want to dr- i want i just want to <laughs> live in the liminal space and like figure out like why do we have certain social rules like who made this shit up and also yeah. like i'm trying to figure it out thinking about like the boundaries i'm of trying to figure out the boundaries of the world what's okay yeah. i you know, it's guys, I'm not afraid to look stupid for all of us to learn, um, if anything, you know. <laughs> and I think that also, like, awareness is a progression, too. Like, nobody's born into this world, like, super aware and super progressive and knowing everything. We're all wrong. We're all ignorant in some way. But the difference is that ignorance doesn't mean that you're hateful. Like, just because you don't know something doesn't mean that you're, like, hateful or like out to get people you just don't know and you're figuring it out or you're just saying shit like i don't know it's not always so deep but like on a more grim side it's like valentine's day is just a few days away and i'm kind of losing my motivation Mm. or fire to seek out this guy that we've been progressively talking about throughout this whole podcast yes updates i just I don't know. I feel so bad and tortured chasing after somebody my own age. Like, I should be going after a daddy, mm. someone who has their shit figured out. Yeah, I was just going to say. But uh, you know what? Yeah. To all my haters. You need your capitalist exactly. daddy. To all my haters, you guys won, okay? I take responsibility <laughs> in chasing after someone who's not totally got themselves figured <laughs> out. I take responsibility mm. for talking to someone who's a little bit Girl, flaky and dealing with their own shit. I shit. also take responsibility <laughs> for feeling insecure because I just feel like a perfect angel when I use a saturated or glossy skin filter on Instagram to take a selfie. Oh my god! I and to all my haters out there, you actually... win at this moment. But one day... I will get the right vitamins, I will get the right hormones, and be a doll. You know, one day I will prove to all the 
purple highlight green haired girls wrong. So, you guys won today. <laughs> you, my spirit is broken. For now. Chasing after someone my own age. But also, you know, sometimes everybody's. <laughs> Everybody's a lesson, and also, like, how you're talking about, like, taking responsibility for chasing that thing. I was literally just, like, I'm, like, plugging in my laptop right now, lol. But I was literally just, like, journaling about this. Like, I was, like, forgiving myself for chasing after shit that, like, wasn't meant for me and that, like, wasn't, like, good enough for me because it's just part of the progression. And we still gotta believe in love. Because I love Valentine's Day. Because, like, my Aquarius... So I view it as, like, we can't let... I was talking with my friend... I was talking with my friend Claire about... Uh, shout out to Claire. Also, I fucking love you. You're an icon. You're a queen. I was talking to my friend Claire about it, and she was like, you can't let something from that's, like, literally based in capitalism make you feel bad. Like, you got to take, like the good things of the holiday because literally it is a hallmark holiday where they want you to buy things for people they want you to spend money but you got to take the good things from it where it's like you show love because for me mm -hmm. i always it's my fucking aquarius venus i guess like for me valentine's day is like i love my friends i love my girls like i love all my bitches because i love love like i love seeing people in love i love like seeing people do beautiful things for each other so i just try to like have fun on Valentine's Day and like show people that I love them. I also I love, love the, the pinks red. and yeah, the reds sure. and stuff. I think it's just the cutest thing. Well, in the future, I'll do yes. a Twitch stream with oh all my, my followers who are lonely on Valentine's Day. So we could be lonely together. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, we'll give you all a kiss. And I guess. <laughs> we can be lonely together. Lonely, but not alone. An update in my life. Um, so I've I don't know if I mentioned oh my God, we've yeah. got a stalker at my house, and um, yeah. Oh my God, you were totally right. Also, um, but your predictions. We'll talk. We're just gonna keep that part out. But um, fucking yeah. So this guy we nicknamed him Jerry. Um, just as like a coping mechanism, really. He comes and he lurks on our house. He's been doing this for probably like six months. And originally, I legit thought I was crazy because I'm, like, I'm very nocturnal. I'm always up at night because, like, I work at night. And um, so, like, I'm always up super late. And, like, I would just notice weird shit. And it would be in, like, a pattern of, like, every other day or every two days at either 1 or 3 a.m. And one time, I literally saw somebody, like, walking by my window. And there's, like, my neighbors have a motion sensor light on the side of their house. And it would go off, like, at those times. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got this horrible feeling, like, I was being, like, watched. And then one day, I saw somebody go by the window. And then, like, two or three days later, one of my housemates saw this guy, like, walking around in our front yard, like, being all creepy and shit. So we got security cameras, and we've, like, caught him on camera a few times. And he came back, I think, three days ago, maybe. And I'm so fed up with it because it really fucks with my sleep we've called the cops about him numerous times obviously they can't do anything um so we filed quite a few police reports um and basically he came back and i i got the notification it was like 1 50 a.m i got the notification and i immediately knew i was like i know what the fuck's going on so i like opened up my app just like the ring app just to check 
and I like yelled at him I was like hey motherfucker (laughs) and like I I'm an Aries Mars okay like I have a tendency to like rage blackout if I'm really mad and I feel like threatened and unsafe so I walk out there with I'm wearing a little cute ass little pink onesie and like thigh high sock and so I knife and i was like oh jerry like i literally snapped i was like a fucking psycho in that moment like you could literally like it was like part of a movie so yeah if he comes back i'm gonna fucking beat his ass with a golf club um because i'm within my right you know to for self-defense so that's an update on my life a stalker has been fucking with my life i don't ever like to start fights but i will fucking finish them and like I'm pretty jacked. Like I'm strong and I fucking I've done boxing. I've done different types of fighting. Like I like I won't back down from a fucking fight that I know I can win and that I feel like I've given them some chances to not fight me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> but I try not to fight. I'm kind of over the oh, Wow, you are so spicy. Where did you where did you get this influence <laughs> from? Mm. Oh my god, I don't even know. My mom is like very <gasps> mama bear my mom's a quadruple leo she's very very fiery yeah so i think it may have been from her because my mom like if anybody tried to fuck with us she would like hurt them (laughs) so yeah yeah be like that so what's on the should we just we have quite a whole lot to discuss today so let's start talking about like some of our biggest like influencers or like who we follow that influence us okay so yeah i am like constantly consuming some form of media whether it's like books or tv shows or music or something like that um and i Account that I followed, obviously, also none of this is, like, fucking Mm. sponsored or whatever, but if they want. (laughs) Um, So, an account I followed recently is called Clout Curator. She's so fucking funny. She posts, like, astrology stuff. She posts so much funny stuff. Um, I bought one of her shirts. It's, like, a pentagram made out of, like, vibrators. I'm super excited for that to come in. Yeah. There's also this tattoo artist that i follow called girl new york i really like her work and like the studio that she has like all of the people who work there are amazing my sister got a tattoo actually in new york by one of the people who works with her and her tattoo is beautiful um also on twitter my friend thomas i think his, his tweets are pretty fucked up but they're really funny his at is lino killer but the o is a zero it's Leno Killer because his last account got suspended because he was Great. sending death threats to Jay Leno, um, which is really funny. Actually, I fucking love that. I love Thomas. He found my account when he was on like an acid trip like <laughs> years ago, and we've been friends ever since. I fucking love him. He's a king. He's got amazing hair. Um, he's a Libra icon, really. Um, an astrology account that I like on Instagram is called Astralo Cherry um a friend of mine actually oh my god i followed them on astrology cherry i followed them on tumblr when they first started yeah it's i'm an og hey i love that i really like (laughs) her posts it's very like artsy cutesy yeah no she's got an insta um her posts kind of give me like 2013 insta vibes but honestly in the best of ways because 
at this point now it's like retro and ironic but i really like her posts i like the way that she views astrology i really like the takes um another astrology account that i follow that i love is capricorius um they'll post stuff for like different aspects and different signs and like certain placements which i really like like you know they'll do like a post and it's like 12 posts at a time so it'll be like you can find like aspects that you have or like my mercury is in this house and they'll write a little bit about it i really like that um loki another instagram account that i follow that i love is unbound bathes they're like um they make sex toys and i really like their very like sex positive message where it's very much focused on like enjoying things i think that's really cool um one other instagram there's like a lot of instagram pages because there's certain ones that like i love because i refuse to follow people on instagram who make me feel like shit about myself or who i'm just like feel like i'm obligated to follow them um exotic cancer she posts astrology stuff but she posts a lot about like being a sex worker and she makes she has a really cool art um art style a friend of mine actually showed her um showed her to me as well i didn't find that on my own um but yeah she's awesome and then so that's in terms of like kind of instagrammy stuff and like social media stuff in terms of shows i love the show what we do in the shadows um it's so good oh i saw the movie of it i there's a I, movie I, the movie was so fucking amazing yeah it was a movie first oh my god i've never seen a tv show but the movie is the original and it's fucking amazing it's a dark comedy yeah it's I think you'd really it's like about the three show. vampires yeah. from New Zealand or Australia or something. They're from like Romania. They're from like <laughs> some rando like European country that's like very like vampire vibes. But like they're in the modern world now. Yes, so funny. The shows they're in like Staten Island or something. Um, Go so funny. watch the movie. Okay, I'll watch the movie if now you watch that the you show. Know about it. <laughs> but it was pretty. Oh, um, okay, fine. I'll commit to an episode. <laughs> This one of the writers of it was uh, Jermaine Clement, I think his last name is. Um, he's in another mm-hmm. show that I love called Flight of the Concords. It's kind of an older show. It's him and this guy, Brett, Brit, as they call him. Um, and it's about these two dudes with like a terrible band, but their songs are actually really funny. Um, I really love Grace and Frankie. I think it's really cute um, because I feel like I'm a lot like Frankie, low key. Like I really, I oh, feel old like... white woman. <laughs> no, just the way she's like so crunchy and she talks about astrology a little bit. Not the one who's like super proper business. Yeah, she's like the more spiritual one, but she also like swears all the time. <laughs> I'm not quite as intense as her, but. Um, also, You Should Leave with Tim Robinson is really good. It's fucking weird as hell. I really like that. Um, geez, there's so many. So hard to, like, narrow shit down. Um, I love the movie Donnie Darko. Of course I do. Because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I love that I find something new every time I watch it. Um, I think that watching... Did you know that he's racist? Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal? Are you for realsies? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Shit, Who knows? Know. Who knows? I don't know. This is how cancel culture <laughs> works. Someone like me makes a false accusation. <laughs> and, you know, everybody just falls in line. Boy. 
Um, geez, what else? I have no idea. Um, I love, okay, in terms of, like, books and shit, the book I've read most recently was Radio Free Applemouth, I think it's pronounced, by Philip K. Dick. He's the guy who wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which is what Blade Runner is based on. All of his work is really good. I really, like, I don't know, I really fuck with it. I also, Ray Bradbury short stories, I love, because, like, when I was in high school, I did speech and debate for a little while, of course. Um, ah, my AirPod just fell out. And um, all of his short stories just go so hard. Um, all Summer in a Day literally made me cry so hard the first time I read it, and I used to perform that at speech and debate tournaments. I really like The Midnight Gospel. Um, yeah, there's there's too many to name. I'm constantly consuming media. I love movies. Um, I love sh- I love to, you know, rot my brain with things. No, I totally feel that. What about you? Ooh, what are my influences? Or I guess, what is my media or the things that I consume? I don't know. I named this in, like, my notes. I don't have an original personality, so I stole it from uh. da 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 So here's the media that, that I consumed that created my personality. Um, Brooklyn Beckham, he is the son of... David Beckham? That fucking football yeah. star and Victoria Beckham. I don't know. See, I'm gay. I only know Victoria <laughs> Beckham. But, but I've been following him since, like, I first started my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, like, in 2014, he's, like, a few years younger than me. And I followed him ever since he started dating Chloe Grace mm-hmm. Mortez, who's, like, a year older than me. And, well... I've always looked up to him in the way of, like, how he dresses and how he looks. Because I think he's just such a... Like, he's an archetype of, like, male beauty. Yeah, he is, like... Every time I've seen pictures of him, his outfits are really well put together. He's so sexy. He's a little bit too... so good. He's a photographer. Soft boy for me. You know? Yeah. That's what I like. I feel like like he is the perfect balance of, like, soft. No, definitely. He's a photographer, so mm, he has an eye for, like, yeah. aesthetics and looks. Ooh, another, like, influencer that I follow is Paul and Patrick. They are part of the Not Really podcast. Um, They're, like, these two gays who worked in the fashion Ooh. industry in New York City together. I love New York City And gays. they worked on the brand... <laughs> they worked on the brand Hood by Air, which is now defunct. And it got defunded after they wasted a lot of money just hiring their (laughs) friends. Uh, They essentially created, like, the contemporary, like, urban fashion that is so imitated and echoed all over the world today. And because I view them so highly for their taste and for creating and being a part of culture, I follow them to see what's the hottest movie, Mm. television, media, darling, to keep an eye out for. I also dig whenever they, like, throw out their, like, cultural references that mm. they enjoy, which is how I became, like, obsessed with, like, Boy mm. George. Vibes. Um, somebody, another influencer that I follow is mm. Annabelle Gatt. She's my fairy godmother. She's someone I can't even describe. She's otherworldly. She's a fairy. She is my second literal astrology teacher, because I had, like, a bunch of, like, figurative teachers, you know? Like, people I didn't study under directly, but, like, I read their books yeah. and shit. 
But she, along with Anne Orderly, helped propel me to feel astrology and experience the nuance mm-hmm. astrology has to offer beyond the text. Annabelle Gad is a fountain of resource, and she stands as a figure that helped me keep in touch with like the spiritual community. Because I'm like a medieval witch. Like I am okay like not being part of a spiritual mm, community. I like I love to keep a close circle when it comes to the occult. And I think it's perhaps because maybe in a past life I was persecuted or betrayed Ooh, by my cousin. Shit. I love everything <laughs> Annabelle posts. Like and like you said, I feel like she really is a fountain of resources. Like I've noticed that a lot where she like uplifts other like astrologers or people within like certain communities and i love that like i get really positive vibes from her page and i'm like good girl and all of her students are like pretty fucking successful it's crazy her shout the fuck out um another like (laughs) yeah well she already knows (laughs) but um she doesn't need a shout out but annabelle gad go follow her patreon as well um Another person that I look up to for influence is my friend Liana Mack mm. or Liana Swan. Um, not enough words can ever describe how much she means to mm. me. She is like such a sophisticated and whimsical soul. She's like the essence of like what a Leo is. Red, hot fire, passion, beauty, emotions, vitality. She is a mm. myth. She is my friend and perhaps a sister from a past life. Um, We met through Annabelle Gatt's astrology class. Um, She's right now writing for The Cut and writing like astrology articles for them. So you guys should check that out. And I always look up to her to figure out like she helps Mm. guide me to get like references of like like about politics and culture and music and movies beyond my time. Because she is someone who is so, like, mm-hmm. youthful. But, like, she's such an old soul. Like, she I lived so many lives. Of soul. So, that. yeah. Another influence in my life is Azealia Banks. <laughs> she is someone I am obsessed with. She is base. She is a witch. She is an artist unlike anyone else mm-hmm. in today's climate. She is unapologetically herself. She is non-conformist she's not politically correct if you get her you get her if you don't you'll get hacks <laughs> she is someone <laughs> she is someone a real witch should be you know she's living by her own rules mm. she's living by her own reality she's not you know being guided by some neo-pagan liberal bullshit you know she's a real fucking witch. she's not playing by anyone's rule mm. and she always like gives great tips on how to eat what you put on your body how to cast spells Mm. and her like assessments of celebrity and political figures is always on point and she's yet to be proven wrong you know she's here to show that white girl witchcraft that has gotten so popular and is built on a capitalist rat trap is not real it's just consumerism masquerading as spirituality that's very so Zelia Banks, go give her a follow if you want to live a good and authentic life. <laughs> um, and now I'm almost done, but um, another influence of mine is Lana Del Rey, mm. to be honest. Yeah, Taylor Swift too, but I feel like she's really corny. Mm. I love her music, but um, she doesn't really influence my life. 
But Lana Del Rey does, you know? Like, Lana Del Rey has referenced so many people throughout her career, like her aesthetics and her music and her taste. You know, she talks about Lou Reed. She talks about the Stones. She introduced ASAP Rocky, you know? She's someone that doesn't really influence my life as much anymore in today's age, but she was very important for me mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old, you know? She got me really perhaps hypersexualized or hyper romantic mm. um, at a young age you know I wanted to experience love I was always someone who was low energy someone who fantasized my own world whenever I did the most mundane thing like doing the dishes like she brought a level of fantasy in my life and her references her music recommendation her aesthetic her favorite films like, I eat it all up because she's so magnificent at what she does. Like, she transport people into a world for the romantics who would risk it all for love, oh, who God. may not be perfect in the relationship, but stick it out for the passion. Mm. And again, I'm not endorsing the things she's done over the years or what her music is like or what her aesthetic is. She's essentially a Lolita artist. Mm, true. And finally... These are my like my last references. These are the people that I saw in film that weren't like females, you know. Because a lot of like I based a lot of my personality on like white blonde mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't have many male references, but yeah. the ones I do, I will talk about now. And I call them the manic pixie dream boys. Mm. One of them is Genius. Christian Slater and Heather's. Oh yes! Oh my god! Yeah. He was so sexy. He was an anarchist. Uh, He was so nihilistic, Mm -hmm. suicidal, homicidal. He was was someone who was so angry at like how superficial, how uncaring, how egotistical the first world like kids are. And he was so sick of like where American capitalism was heading to, you know, and he wanted to blow the school up for it. And I totally vibe with that. <laughs> oh my god. And then there's like Charlie from Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh my god, yeah, of course. Like I feel like I related a lot to him and I probably everybody else. Like I read Perks of Being a Wallflower a little too young. Mm. Like I was in mm. my early middle school. Who was the character? Like I related to him. Who's the character Which about one? a sea in woodwork? I think they go oh, by the, the Ezra, yeah. Ezra Cohen or yeah, something. Yeah, I loved that actor. character. But yeah, I related to him, not because I wasn't unpopular, because it was impossible to be in my school, because everybody knew each other, but I felt like an outsider, you know? Mm. Like, I was gay, and the only gay kid, and I didn't know how to cope with being, like, the other, yeah. you know? But, like, Charlie was so eager to experience life and just like dive into anything even if he wasn't a part of it even if he was he felt odd and awkward and an outsider you know so i related a lot to him and i used that kind of energy to fuel my high school anxiety Mm. and then my last two pixie dream boys that like for my personality was ferris bueller from ferris bueller and bart simpson (laughs) Bart Simpson with the shit. Like, uh, Bart Simpson, Ferris Bueller, like, these are fucking, like, 
boys who pull pranks, mm. who march to the beat of their own drum, who weren't afraid to like just shit on everyone because they're yeah. just living fucking life and they like they live like carpet diem, you know. Mm. I like, like how the anti-establishment just want to have fun. Yeah, this anti-establishment like fuck the system stuff really resonates with you and I feel that. That's a vibe. Yeah, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Christian Slater, Ferris Bueller, Bart Simpson, those are my male influences from media. Ooh. Another it. another media thing, I like most of the music that I listen to that's like new music is mostly by women. So like I listen to a lot of female rappers. So like I really like Hook. I love Queen Key. I love Kayla Letitia. I love Cuban Doll. I love Sensei Molly. I love Melee. I love Tommy Genesis. My God. I love Big Clit. I love Nicki Minaj. I love Lake Lay 47. I fucking, there's so many others who I love so much. I love Flo Millie, except for a really corny ad that she did, but whatever. I love Princess Nokia. Mm -hmm. Like, in high school, female rap really got me through, because it was like, I am a bad bitch. Like, I am, like, fucking out there and weird, and I say, you know, some out-of-pocket shit, because I'm very outspoken about what I believe, but that really, like, got me through. I guess the last thing I wanted to add is just that, I also am heavily inspired by the Red Scare Girls because of my friend and because of where I live. Yeah, there's been so much, but that's a good good spot to cap it at. Ooh, have you read that article about vanilla shaming? Yes, I did. Yeah, let's. Um, so there was this article that was released by Vice called Vanilla Shaming, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, as I will quote, part of like the freak talk of tiktok mm-hmm. it's where kids go to reject conventional sex like knife play choking rough sex have found like a mainstream appeal on freak talk you know mm. between the and they blurred a line between sex positivity and sex violence like there was this tiktok that said like when he claims he's freaky but won't drag a knife across your skin it's funny how people have become pussies all of a sudden. People are so fucking dumb on TikTok also. <laughs> I think that... Oh my god, yeah, but it... But it's also like an app for kids, I think it's you know? It's, it is fucking funny. Right. People become pussies all of a sudden. I think it's really funny. Yes! <laughs> right. Like, um... When you put a bag over your head, suddenly people become pussies. God. And are When down. he won't abduct me and murder my entire family. God, he's such a pussy. He's such weak dick. <laughs> exactly. God damn. No, no, exactly. God damn. Like, I get it. Like, saying it out loud is like, yeah, it's a fucking joke. Like, don't take it yeah, seriously. it is a joke. But it's also, I think it speaks to something larger. You know, like, this is an mm-hmm. app for kids. And I feel like... The article also talked about how, like, most sex education is porn. So, like, people are, instead of being sex positive, they're feeding into hypersexuality. And people are like, oh, I need to be like this so people want to have sex with me. So I'm, like, sexually desirable. But that's not the case. And, like, a lot of these people are very young. And they don't have necessarily a solid concept of what they're comfortable with sexually, what they actually want sexually, and they may not, you know, obviously I'm not going to speak for everybody's sexual experiences, but they may not have a lot of sexual experiences to really know, like, what feels good to them and stuff. 
Like, if you want to have sex where you right. do missionary and you make eye contact and you can still get your nut, then do it. How you fuck is how you fuck. Right. I mean, one of the girls, like Lily, she got heat because she said that her not wanting to be choked doesn't mean she's boring, Facts. you know. And then people called her out saying, like, um, you probably don't know how to have a good time and how to have sex, obviously, because you're not comfortable with this. Like, what you're not comfortable and with is what you're not comfortable and i think that i think a big part of sorry sorry i think a big part of like kink is that it has to be consensual you have to be comfortable with it in the article they also like put a statistic up that like women between the ages of 18 and 39 found that like 38 percent of the experience that they had during sex was like unwanted spitting choking or slapping during you know consensual sex Mm -hmm. and it shows kind of like a problem where like this kind of like aggressive debasing sex has become the new norm like it used to be very like anarchist very like anti-conservative to be into rough sex but now all the normies are trying to get into it like it's not even fun anymore it's not even like a rebellion to be doing I'm not even a rebellion, like it initially was. but something that you actually want. Like, for example, I personally, like, I'm a type of person where, yeah, I know I'm fucking, I know I'm kinky, I know I like some shit mm-hmm. that not everybody likes. But also at the same time, like, there's shit I'm just not okay with, and you still have to have consent. Like, one time, this guy just, like, spit on me and hit me without fucking asking me. And usually I would like that if we'd communicated right. about it, and if I'd asked for that but he did it without asking and i just stopped and i was like oh don't fuck. fucking do that i was like don't fucking do that don't did you treat punch me like him that. back i don't know i fucking should have though fuck because i'm oh my god i still would have like punched him straight in the fucking no, face because literally, literally like i'm the type of person or i'm a switch so like if you want to hit me in bed i hope you're okay with me hitting you back and we can talk about that because like if you choke me, I want to choke you too. You know, it's give and take. You know, it's not just take. <laughs> but that's me. I feel like all of this just shows like the darkness and like the the road where capitalism is heading to. You know, like internet pornography, online hookup culture has been facing for the last few years. Like it's so widely acceptable, so widely available. Like there's no limit to it. People are becoming like affectionately and intimately static because they don't know how mm. it is affecting their views in having just like normal sex and normal intimate intimacy like these kids especially don't know what's good for them they aren't exploring or getting facts to know what they like instead they are being pushed into pretending they're into hardcore sex because they don't want to lose sexual power or be deemed as a loser or not being sexually viable if they're not into having rough sex. And now that like sex and porn is stigmatized in America, I feel like having degraded sex is the new norm because of these TikToks and porn I don't, and hookup culture. I don't think that it's the new norm at all, low-key, but I think that it's a growing trend. But I also think that it's going to change in time because if you think about it, most of the people on the internet are young people, especially on TikTok. It's like teenagers mm-hmm. and shit. They don't have a concept of themselves sexually yet. Even if you think you do, it's going to change. You're going to develop. Like, I'm going to change. I'm going to develop. But I think that 
something I've noticed more on the internet is a push for actual sex positivity and not like hypersexuality where like you said like okay by the way I have to ask what is sex positivity sex positivity is like I thought we all agree like sex is cool yeah sex is cool sex is fun it's great sex is good wait who's like being anti that old people people who are like conservative old people girl we're not talking we're not talking about conservative no honestly people our age are sex negative too like people are very like slut shaming yeah people are still super slut shaming they're still there's also i feel like sex negativity comes into play with a lot of like shame that's placed on sexuality and masturbation and stuff yeah because if you think about it and but like for example like sex positivity but sex positivity is like enjoying the sex that you have without guilt without shame for the sake of something that feels good and something that you enjoy and you allow other people to do that as well without judgment like but that's a difference between feeling like you have to cater to the ways in which you are objectified and feeling like you have to exist solely to make other people feel good and to be a sexual being because if you think about it for women specifically we're very much trained for showmanship we're trained to like make something look good and feel good for the other person as opposed to focusing on like what feels good for us like for example i feel like it's really it's true like i feel like it's really common also for like straight women too to just like not have orgasms from sex and i feel like that comes into the like our culture of how we view i feel like that's right but i feel like that's not just exclusive to women anymore like these kids, like, women, gays, like, everybody's just lying to themselves on, like, what they want. And just, a lot of it is just, like, very performative very to, like, inflate their ego and, like, sexual prowess, you yeah. know? I feel like nobody's really enjoying sex anymore. Like, I feel like everybody's just having... Right, I feel like most of these people are, like, having performative sex. Like, they're mm. very disassociated from the act. Like, they're not really really engaged or, like, getting to know somebody else's body and, like, listening to each other beforehand. Yeah. Or, like, forming or, like, having sex with someone who they actually have chemistry with, yeah, you know? Yeah, It's just, like, on a hookup app. That's why... Also, it's kind of tricky with corona and all, facts. but, like... I like that's I why know. I like to like have people be having sex and then very true like it shouldn't be normal that people have sex and then they have a nut and then they feel a void after that very true that's like that's sad yeah that's why Loki like I have yeah. sex with my friends like <laughs> like I because I feel more comfortable like I need to be like comfortable to have like actual good like the type of like freaky sex I want to have you know what I mean like I like like I do have mm-hmm. a knife kink I do want to be fucked with a gun to my head I love like BDSM like I'm a sadist and I'm a masochist like I love that kind of shit but I'm not gonna have that kind of sex with somebody I'm not comfortable with and honestly I'm not gonna have sex with somebody that I'm not comfortable with like entirely you know like if I like can't like have sex with you and be comfortable with the fact that you're gonna see my asshole I don't want to have sex with you you know like if I'm fucking doing it doggy and you're making eye contact with the depths of my soul aka my asshole you know like I better be fucking comfortable with you you know (laughs) like right my thoughts was a little graphic no yeah but but I feel like most people are just (laughs) 
I feel like for the most part, everybody's just been having like hookup sex with someone they barely know. Mm. You know. That depends because there's hookups that are good, but then like it can leave you feeling really empty. No, that's how it is for the most part. But yeah. it's also like it's part of the capitalist decay. Like people are so busy working so many hours, like they don't have enough time to form relationships or like getting to know somebody mm-hmm. before they have sex and. Like, it's such a primal urge. And people, like, they don't want to be vulnerable. And there's a lot of shame, too. Like, people are oftentimes really ashamed to, like, say that, you know, like, I like this, I like that, I want you to do this, I want you to say that, I want you to touch me like this. Like, people are ashamed and they're, like, sad and stuff. No, exactly. It goes back to the whole thing that I'm saying. Like, people don't want to be looked at, like, not understanding or knowing about sex. They don't want to... They want to be feeling like sexually powerful even if it's just like performative and not really how they feel i feel like also though even if they want to feel sexually powerful i feel like a lot of people really struggle with this because of the fact that like we really do live in a very sex negative culture where people are very slut shamed and it's not it's not always normal to we, we don't have like a federally regulated wait really i thought i thought like twitter made us think otherwise i feel like it's slightly different from our generation but if you talk to people like in person not just on the internet i feel like it's a lot different there's still so much shame around sex there's so much shame about different kinds of sex i've never left new york yeah no dude you fucking yeah it's crazy out there people are so sex negative and people are very sexually disempowered as well and they're not able to be comfortable in what they want and what they need which goes to not only vanilla shaming but also kink shaming as well you know like it goes both ways this is exhausting yeah it's like let people fuck how they want to fuck and don't be ashamed of the way that you want to fuck like live your life find somebody wants to fuck like that too and honestly like if you're a virgin if you don't know what you want sexually if you're still exploring or if you're someone like me who's been out of the game for so long because of the pandemic like don't be ashamed you know just live your fucking life and just go at it in your own pace you know it's sexy guys find it really sexy or like maybe girls find it really sexy too if you just come off as being sincere about like your sexual prowess your sexual experience and your sexual like what you're you know comfortable with like no one's gonna shame you or anything so you know what yeah if anybody shames you for it just add me direct message me on instagram or twitter and i'll go fuck them up for you i'll get my clout to like go after them you know just for my patreons (laughs) just for the patreon uh subscribers but uh yeah you know, don't be ashamed about what you know or what you're into. But Fuck if you that. do want to be having that hardcore, like, knife play sex, like, hit me up. <laughs> don't either. Just kidding. I mean, if you're, like, sexy, though, like, who knows? I'm oh picky, my God. so. Maybe. Right. I just want But wanna... don't just hit me up just for sex, because I'm going to ignore you. Well, I'm just like Bart Simpson. I just want to be mm. pulling pranks and being bad, you know, being a bad boy. <laughs> And like having like Homer Simpson, like a daddy figure trying to choke me out. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. Did I just like hit some unconscious trauma? No. It's okay to have a daddy kink. We've all got a daddy kink, you know? Uh, My daddy is not like literal daddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's figurative. Shut up, Sigmund Freud, you bitch. 
No, literally. And that's the thing. Right. Oh, have you been hearing about Britney? Yes. Oh my god, speaking of dads. Um, do you want me to like explain this? Oh, right. <laughs> do you want me to explain this? Basically what's happening. Also, this is like this is a very serious thing. I feel like a lot of people have acted like free Britney is a joke and stuff. It's really not a fucking joke. So what's been happening? I thought it was a joke at first. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what? But I like looked into it and I was like, oh, fuck. So basically what's been happening over time is that Britney Spears has been placed in a conservatorship wherein her dad is the conservator of her estate and her person. So what that means is that her dad has control over her money. Her dad has control over her business decisions, over her life, where she lives, what she does. People are typically placed in a conservatorship when they are old and when they physically can't take care of themselves, when they're unable to make their own decisions, and when they're unable to function regularly in society. However, under this conservatorship, she has done tours. She has done so much. She is very clearly able to take care of herself. She's very clearly of the state of mind where she's able to make her own decisions she's obviously very clearly this is very unjust it's also very 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 uncommon for somebody her age to be under something like this um and so currently there's a push for that conservatorship to be changed um and this conservatorship it's literally basically a way for her dad to make money off of her and her dad, um, Jamie Sears, he was pretty much absent from her life growing up with alcoholism. Wait, did you see the documentary? I did. So we're, um, we both watched the documentary. What was it called? The New York Times Presents. It's about Britney Spears. The Britney Spears. Yeah. So her dad basically wasn't present a lot of her life. Um, he dealt a lot with alcoholism. One of her close assistants said that like um the only time she'd ever spoke to him he was like oh my daughter's gonna be so rich she's gonna buy me a boat so basically he's controlling her life and making money off of her because he's a fuck and i can't remember who but somebody has a restraining order against him because he attacked one of her children so he's obviously a that was the famous kevin Federline. oh who yeah put a restraining order against Jamie yeah. Spears for, you know, hitting one of his Jamie Spears. two children that he has with Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, basically that happened. And, like, Britney Spears, in the documentary, too, she's imitating her dad, and she's, like, imitating how he, like, yells at her and swears at her. So I feel like it's pretty clearly obvious. Fun. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty clearly obvious that he's abusive. Well, I thought the documentary was like really dark yeah, to look it was at. Yeah, really to be heartbreaking. I feel like it didn't give us any insight, and I felt kind of dirty because like the documentary was made not on Britney's like involvement at all. Facts. And and like the whole documentary kind of served a lot of purposes, including to make the New York Times not seem as attention grabby as other tabloids mm. but it's like they're literally doing the same thing they're banking and making money off of britney who ha who made no consent towards this documentary being made facts and also like they feature people who are very much against her they also they at one point feature a member of the paparazzi who took the infamous picture of her where she's like Oh my god, wait, can I explain, explain that, that actually? Explain that, because it's so fucked up. 
So that happened around what, 2007, yeah. 2004? Wait, can we pause real quick? I think the documentary did a really great job in painting up and introducing us to the 2007 yeah. Britney's breakdown. Like when she bursted out into this pop scene when she was 17, every little kid in America was imitating her and was dancing to mm-hmm. her music that was low key. No, it was like a little bit provocative. And, like, all the mothers in America just absolutely, like, raging on Britney Spears for being so young and hot. And, like, they even, like, read a quote in an interview to Britney from a governor's wife telling her, like, if he, she got to meet Britney, she would shoot her. Which is so sad. Like, you could tell it was, like, Right. Like, that's not normal. But I'm glad that she was, no, and I'm glad she responded back and she's, like, She's not here to babysit people's kids, you know? Like, everybody... Everybody and their mother were, like, projecting so many, like, imageries and, like, their own sexual, like, insecurities onto Britney, you Mm -hmm. know? Because she was, like, this hot, young blonde. And everybody was just defensive that, like, they can't measure up to this beautiful, you know, pop idol. Exactly. And... She was so sexualized from such a young age. She's, like, 17, and this guy's asking, like, about her tits or something on TV. Like, she's a child. She's a minor. No, people were asking her if, like, she was a fucking virgin, oh and then she would respond, like, oh, no, I'm just waiting till marriage. And I'm, like, mm. perfect response, Brittany, because it's, like, these, like, I'm glad that we progressed past the need to know about, like, celebrities sex life in such a degrading and like uh, such an awful way ugh, such a gross ways especially like these, and like, like young celebrities no exactly and like back then and no like oh, ever since she started she was just like a vessel to everybody's sexual frustration or sexual yes. liberation or like sexual insecurities like they just view her not as a person but just like a sexual being that they could project whatever they wanted onto her very very and true. like and which kind of led to her breakdown yeah and also the way that the paparazzi was treating her i think it was interesting too in the documentary show the progression over time like the paparazzi got much more aggressive and stuff and at first she was like oh cool because you know she's like it's this newfound fame she's young and they're not influencing or interfering with her life to a damaging degree and they just get more intense and it was with the of like tabloids and the rise of this like kind of media where they want to shit on celebrities they want to find something bad about right. them and tear them down and so like you see paparazzi are like banging her car they're making it so she can't drive they're scaring her child like the picture of her where she put her son on her lap it's because they were scaring her child and making her child fucking cry and freak out so of course she's gonna comfort her kid like and she was just going to starbucks like honestly i think that that was fine like i think that the minimal amount of danger is only a theoretical danger obviously it's not something to be doing all the time but she wasn't she was like her child was being scared by those same paparazzi who took that picture of her and they were like all in her face right and the night she had that breakdown too it was because she had just gone to i think well it's like it didn't come just suddenly though like it was a a progression of like all the all the like frustration she had of just being an archetype for everyone to project mm-hmm. their insecurity to and also like that progression of like paparazzi being so intrusive started like 
back in 2004 when she and Kevin Federline just got married out of nowhere, you know. And like, I felt like she dated him so spontaneously because she knew him and because she felt like she was missing out on life, you know. She was just a fish in a bowl. And then like, the minute she got pregnant and once she had the baby, the paparazzi were always on her ass because it was like a money shot, you know. Exactly. And they were like power tripping and like fighting each other to get the perfect like yeah imperfect image of britney there's this shot in the movie yeah there's this shot in the movie too where she like the paparazzi are literally like fighting in front of her and you can tell she's uncomfortable and she's scared and she says like please don't fight like you're right. scared. this me. is like when she has her fucking child yeah. like it's not this place for it and like she's just doing her like regular work facts i'm glad that like social media has made paparazzi essentially useless like they're only there for media events now exactly because like because yeah now with social media normies and celebrity can show exactly you know their fans and people that love them whatever they want on their own terms and not you know via violation of their privacy since the beginning she's been since the beginning yeah. yeah not only that it's like after she had her second child um, Britney's mom said that she was going through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And then right after her second child, Kevin Federline filed for divorce. And then I think that culminated in her, like, not being mentally in a good space. Of course. Because, like, you are going through a postpartum depression. Your husband just divorced you. You're living in a bubble. The paparazzi can't leave you alone. Yeah, this guy's on your ass after a really emotional event. And then soon after that, Britney started hanging out with Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. And I think at that point, she was, like, Mm. just missing out on life. And she started acting on her death drive impulses. Like, the death drive is essentially, like, jokerfication. It's when you go into your urges to destroy, to be violent, to be destructive. Just in order to start a new order of living life, you know. And I think when Britney shaved her head, it was symbolic to the ultimate, like, death drive, you know. When she, like, shaved her head, she said, it was, you know, I just mm-hmm. don't want anybody, anybody touching my hair. I didn't want anyone touching my hair. I'm sick of people touching her, my hair. And I think, like, Britney, that was a really bad Britney voice. But, like, yeah, that was her ultimate act of, like, annihilation of who Britney was and has become and is at that time. And it's, it's a very Plutonian, like, aspect, thematically. But that was it, you know? Britney was over this fantasy and this, like, image that she's been keeping up for so long, and she shaved her head. That was so, like, symbolic in a lot of ways because, like, not just physically touching her, but, like, touching, like, her image and, like be close to her and feel her and stuff and I feel like it also talks about how she kind of just gave up on this like perfectly crafted image and stuff because she's a Sagittarius with an Aquarius moon like she wants to have her freedom she wants to be herself and the media is just putting all this stuff on her they're hypersexualizing her they're objectifying her they're slut shaming her telling her she's a bimbo they're saying all this horrible horrible fucked up shit and she's just had this super awful emotional moment she's had years of shit just building up this guy this fucking who by the way in the documentary they were like oh why didn't you ever like leave her alone and he's like well 
she said like you know she never said that and it was like what about when she said leave me alone and he was like oh she didn't say leave me alone forever and it was so fucked up people are heartless he he didn't seem like he had any remorse he didn't feel like he had anything to do with it but no because he could make like a million dollars from her from celebrities just being on their lowest low and like that night Mm -hmm. she was hanging out with her cousin ali and that guy daniel followed her and her cousin and Brittany was gonna go to kevin federline's house but he didn't open up to her so she was upset he didn't want to see her and she kept asking the guy to leave her alone yeah and then they didn't want to leave her alone yeah. and then she stopped at a gas station and broke his fucking car which yeah. i would have done the same i would have done the exact same thing like i totally fucking get it and her cousin was like leave her alone like not right now leave her alone please leave her alone and he wouldn't he was hounding her and it was like you know what that guy deserved that and worse like i totally understand and i fucking feel for her she was being treated like an animal in a cage and just prodded and prodded and it's like of course like these are human fucking beings, you know? People are human beings no matter how famous they are. Like, yeah. I felt for Brittany. Like, she just got divorced. She has two children. She's single. She's, like, the top artist in the world, you know? So it's not like she had a lot of friends. It's lonely on the top, you know? Because not many people can relate to you. And when she's on her lowest of the lows, her dad stepped in to try to quote-unquote protect her. But, like, the parasite that he is, he took advantage of poor Brittany in her most sensitive time. So and fucked. Because people, well, not only that, but, like, at the time, um, she had a manager, Sam Lefty, who mm. Brittany suspected was probably, like, taking money yeah. from under Drugging her and her also, also giving her drugs. Yeah. So that also, like, motivated um, Brittany to try out the conservatorship so sam lefty her manager wouldn't get any of her cash and like allocate it you know Facts. which was like a culmination of like a bad cocktail like you would think that like starting a conservatorship so like your schemy manager wouldn't get money and giving that responsibility to your father would like help you but no he like took advantage of this shitty situation Brittany he was absolutely in. did he absolutely did um so also in the astrology of britney spears so she's a 12th house mars i think kim kardashian is also a 12th house mars as well yeah we talked about yeah where your sexuality is put up to like the collective and people interpret you in this way like it's not really your power yeah exactly which is fucked because like i feel like sagittarius energy because she's sagittarius it's all about freedom and like freedom of expression and expressing yourself so her son also squares her mars and that like so that speaks a lot about you know having an intense energy in you that's like you really want to like express yourself and be creative through some means and of course this is her music and she's always wait it squares what her son squares her mars um and so yeah basically it's like you can like win if you like fight back against things but you have to be like fighting and it also says um that like you know there's another one that i'm thinking about it's sun her sun also no it's her mars squares her uranus as well um and you know like this also has to do with like being creative and inventive as well oh my god i got cut off um 
No, but I feel like that aspect is way too large. Yeah. It's like... No, like, the only thing that Mars is, like, really affecting is her Neptune. Mm. And her Venus. Where's her... Because, like... Isn't her Venus in... Her Venus is in Capricorn. Yeah, but it's, like, such a close degree. It makes us trine. 25 for her Venus in Capricorn, and then Mars is in 23. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, like, looking at this shit. Wait, what did, What time do you have for Brittany? Um, it has her as a Libra rising, uh, 1.30 a.m. Same. Two degrees? Let me check. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. I didn't do the math in my head, in all honesty. Um, she's also got her Pluto in what? Is that the first house or the second? Yeah, the first in the house. first She's house. a Gen Xer. Yeah, so it has to do with, like, you know, that, the self as well. There's so much wounding with yourself. And that's fucked. And her Pluto is, like, really closely conjuncting her Saturn as well. In Libra. Interesting. And her... Well, they're separating, yeah, but, uh... Facts. And her moon is in what? In the fifth house? Let me check this. Hold on. It's in her... Yeah, the moon is in their fifth house, which represents, like, an emotional sensitivity to, like, expression mm. and, like, the arts. So... Whenever she feels under stress, she goes into the arts, you know, to mm-hmm. express herself, to let people know, to find a, an outlet, you know, which is why she was, like, such a perfect pop star, you know? Very true. Whenever the world was in chaos, she would dive into her art. Very true. Um, very, very true. And, like, <laughs> let's look at these a little bit. Oh, did you hear about the Britney podcast? Yes, I thought that was so interesting because her, so there's a podcast the yeah, that like jives into her Instagram and I was doing that too. I was like looking through her Instagram. It's interesting. Girl, I feel like, I feel like there wasn't any hidden message. I feel like people just wanted to see what they wanted to see. That's true. I think It was like very like conspiracy theorist. I think interpretation is super um, subjective, but there's posts that she's made. I'm going to literally go to her Instagram right now. There's posts that she made that were super eerie, and I was like, wait a goddamn Girl, second. Girl, I doubt it. No, don't, don't, no, 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 no. I'm dead ass. No, you're that. reading too no, much into it. No, seriously. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think so. No, believe me. I don't me. think so. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to find these posts, but I think that also, it's not what's Either way, I think that Brittany Graham. <laughs> That's not what's <laughs> What do you mean? Like, is. seeing things? <laughs> Well, you don't want to see things when you're schizophrenic. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Isn't conspiracy, being a conspiracy theorist, like, to the max, like, on the spectrum of having schizophrenia? No, and, like, not finding meaning in things that don't have meaning? It depends, but that, that's, So what like, do we think about the QAnon people? Well, they're fucked up. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have... Just because you have a trait of one thing doesn't mean that it is that or it's developed well, to duh, that It's way. on the spectrum. Yeah. Oh, my God. People but, are going to call me ableist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm not here for it. Uh, I, I'm let me find disabled these too. Instagram posts that I I'll have people know that I'm on the spectrum. And a lot of my closest friends happen to be on the spectrum of yeah. things. I'm me also too. deeply mentally ill. I got PTSD. Like, actually, I've got a lot of mental illnesses in my... I won't tell people what I have. 
I don't even care. What are you going to do? Say, oh, need, you have PTSD? I don't need more ammo for my haters. I'll give them everything they need. Uh, I'll give them the map to Zan the gas. Girl. And then they can try it, but it's not going to fucking work. <laughs> hey, you want to try it? Go right ahead. I, I know. Also, her boyfriend's so hot. Like, good for her. Uh, the, where's he from? I have no idea, in all honesty. I'm trying to find... Can you guess? Because I'm so bad. Um, let me look on his Instagram. I'm so bad at guessing. His name is Sam Asgari? I don't know. But he's fine as fuck. Go for her. Um, where is it? There were certain posts. I literally was looking through Instagram and I was like, oh my god. I'm trying to find it. Trying to find it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Um, but also she does this thing where she posts, like, three pictures that are, like, edited differently. I think that's just because she's really posting these things? Exactly. Who's really posting this? It looks so weird. And there's a lot of posts where in the background there's, like, cameras and stuff, like a security camera. And it's, like, weird and sus. And, like... The the truth of the matter is that once we saw in the documentary is that Britney has a team of fucking handlers around her. Everybody there is a scumbag who is here on the con to take her money because she's worth, like, half a billion dollars. And, like, the sad truth is, like, I can't even tell if maybe there could be a glimpse of like she's not mentally well but like she's just surrounded by parasites and it's It's so fucking grim to see because it's like um i don't know like that would truly affect you mm -hmm. like even when she was like she can't even be around her kids alone there's always like somebody watching over her you know and it's truly fucking fucked. And I know these posts are not made by Brittany. You know, it's her handlers. She might write the little captions, but they approve everything. You know, she's not, she's not fucking, I don't know, Einstein writing coded messages. Like, even Brittany's boyfriend, I don't really trust. And, like, he said this about, like, um, Jamie Spears, you know, her dad. Um, he's always in control of their relationship, you know, and in constantly throwing obstacles in their way. And, like, they're never totally alone together, you know? He doesn't respect their privacy, and he's always, like, on top of them. That's like, so fucked. Yeah, like, Brittany's never alone. Free Brittany, So I don't fuck. think she's sending out these messages. She deserves so much fucking better. It's so awful, not only the way that the media has treated her, but the way that her dad is treating her, and that it's just, like the courts aren't doing much about it like looking at it and it's like it didn't seem like there was much progress in her case like she's an adult woman who's clearly capable of making her own decisions and living her own life she shouldn't be trapped under this it's layered with like misogyny that like initially the courts dismissed britney in 2008 when she was clearly capable she was just having a hard time um, that she had autonomy over herself and the court dismissed her saying that she was deranged because they were looking at the news Very like true. it's the same thing that happened for like like i have respect for brief the free britney campaign because like i was there like in the steps of town hall in new york city with my little poster for free kesha back in 2014 hey. Um, you could find you could probably find photos of me on MTV News or something or TMZ, <laughs> but even I was there like fighting for Kesha's right to her own autonomy and her own work. Absolutely. Like it's. I really yeah. Like it's fucking sick how, how there's so many fucking leeches and devils in the music industry who just 
will make you sign any contract and leech off everything that you do and leave you high and dry with nothing yeah even your own fucking Ugh, family i feel bad for her i feel so bad for her she really deserves so much better and like they were talking about in the documentary right. this would never happen to a man the way treated would never been to a man like one of her i think old managers or something wait hold on hold on but i'm, I'm gonna finish that thought but like one of her old i think like managers or something was talking about how she'd worked with like every popular boy band and how like they were never scrutinized girl. in the way that girls were well they were like sexually abused oh fuck well like, I'm it not came gonna... out like last yeah. year that there was that's there fucked. was like a manager that was sexually abusing like all the hottest boy bands That's of so the 90s fucked. like it's which is kind of not true what she said that like the boys didn't like the boy like everybody in the music industry is getting fucked over let me rephrase what i said um well of course everybody in the industry gets fucked over i only follow like female artists so i can't really tell you about a lot of things like taylor swift she got her what was it her publishing her copyright her masters sold underneath her prince didn't own his music tlc didn't know their own music either and like for well if i'm really thinking about it okay okay i know what you're talking about hannah yes there is misogyny in the pop world you know like there's so much things that are protected for males that if a female were to do it they would get their careers eaten up, you know? But I'm mostly thinking about this in, like, the layers of, like, the K-pop industry. Because in K-pop, it's, like, these boys can have, like, a hit-and-run scandal. They could be smoking cigarette marijuana, which is, like, a big deal in Korea. But if a K-pop girl is seen, like, smoking outside her apartment... She's going to get her career scrutinized and be called so many nasty things. But again, I'm not like a real, like, analysis. Like, I, I don't know. The 2000s were, like, when I was a baby. So I really don't know too much of that world in, like, a feminist viewpoint, I suppose. In some I think way. that she was scrutinized in a way that men aren't scrutinized. Where, like, these young boys... Uh, I definitely, Obviously, definitely. I'm not saying this to dismiss the fact that they've been abused sexually, which is very that's awful but i think that it's like they wouldn't be the comments about her sexuality and her sex life and her body if she was a man and like if she wouldn't even be placed under a conservatorship like this if she was a man a man would never be treated like this like a man would never be criticized for the ways that he's like especially in the context of the time that all this was happening, a man wouldn't be criticized for the way that he goes about father. He wouldn't be criticized for his body. He wouldn't be criticized for his life, for his sexual expression. Nearly the same way that Britney Spears was. I I feel like all celebrities... No, that's like... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they're all yeah. like under the microscope and under like the collective... Misogyny? Commentary, like all celebrities. That. But, um... But yeah, females have it especially hard. Like, even in K-pop, it's like, yeah, it's the girls fucked. cannot do anything. They have to keep, like, a virginal vibe. Like, I love K-pop, and I see it as, like, the way, like, traditionally, like, pop stars were supposed to be in America, you know? They just 
serve as like an entity, as an image, as a brand. They're not like real people, fucked. essentially. And it's kind of fucked over there. But but it's true, like the males over there in like K-pop, which is like a microscope of the entertainment that shows like the projection of everything else. Like a K-pop boy could like kill someone, and yeah. the girls will, and like the fans would forgive them. But if a girl just smokes a cigarette, she's automatically canceled, and she has her Which career is so like fucked. yeah, I feel like you know destroyed. Wh- Women are held to much different standards. But too. yeah, like, you know what? I agree with you. To, like, like, it's so fucked. And they talk about that in the documentary too. How like there's systems in place, in place to like massage so going and stuff. Like there's so much. For example, female celebrities are expected to be hot so, and to be sexy, but like male celebrities, they don't have to be, to be, a sex symbol. I can't it's think of like though, oh Ellen Ellen she's a lesbian she's so because gonna be slicing her in the same <laughs> way no i think it is different because she's a lesbian like because she's older lesbian like people don't even view her as a sexual being because of the fact that she's a it's viewed differently i don't know like how ethically described that is viewed different because she's not one who's going to be catering to male sexuality but with for is this expectation of sexuality but it's also shamed at the same time that it's did which is for all women oh. you're expected to be this also goes back into vanilla shaming it's like you're sexual being you know but only privately and for the enjoyment right. of other people not for your own enjoyment so you're expected of you shamed for it and it's criticized and constricted and it's yeah but because they're such but because they're in like in a public stage their sexuality whether they like it or not it's getting violated and Uh, it's drawn out for everybody's like projection onto them like people speculate on like what they do and what they're into and how they are they don't view them as like a person who chooses what to do like in the britney documentary it also like when she was on tour and when she was doing those interviews, like, she showed off that she was very aware of, like, who she was and her own, like, artistic choices. But people really didn't take it seriously. Like, they just viewed her as, like, a dumb blonde. And, like, the I'm not a Britney stan, so I didn't really know much about her. But it really, like, the documentary really showed that, like, Britney mm-hmm. was, like, not just, like, a puppet yeah. that was, like... You know, singing songs based on like what her company wanted. She was like making the choices. Yeah, she was putting, she was directing her show. She's obviously capable of making her own decisions. She's, yeah. She's what a girl boss should OG be. OG girl boss. Fuck her dad. Free fucking Britney. Fuck her dad. Damn. Free uh, fucking Britney. This whole conversation made me realize that America has a long way to go till it's able to. St- tame their own like sexual proclivity and have like actual like healthy and Very open true. conversations about sex and what it entails and i guess what you do and yeah and it's so funny because we're fuck america death to america it's funny because it... <laughs> it's funny because we're viewed as sexual beings and that's expected but we're also shame it's like well what which one do you want what do you fucking you as a woman it's like can't even exist honestly because you're supposed to 
sexual but not be sexual so what the fuck are you supposed to be just nothing like are you just supposed to not exist and then if you're sexual they're like god no not like that you fucking whore like um yeah, okay you know... <laughs> 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 well, you I know mean, what i actually like I mean, that kind yeah, of talk though totally, but uh honestly for me in the terms for me, of not... consent and in <laughs> but, uh, the bedroom like yeah. you can definitely call me a slut and a whore if i ask you to in like a feminist way like call me a right. slut in a feminist way Mm, it's empowering <laughs> in a feminist way yes yes yeah exactly. you could gaze at people but in a feminist way yeah as your calling... equal guys yeah. not as like you call me a slut because you respect or me. like an avatar <laughs> i'm tired of it <laughs> yeah exactly um, not because you want to like own me yeah. we're not in the 19th century or whatever um yeah I think Free I have fucking all I Britney. Britney. Free Britney. Fuck Jamie. Yeah, somebody um, take one for the team really and um, deal with Britney's yeah. dad, if you know what I mean. And the other guy, yeah. Yes, this was nice. Oh my, this, this was, was like awesome. real cool talk. Hannah, can't believe it. America's so archaic. But damn. Well, next it time really I should have gotten like, Britney's chart ready because um, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I'm glad we could have this conversation too. I feel like it's always so fun to talk to you. Like I feel like we Ugh. we have very different opinions, but I really I respect your opinions, and I feel like we like expand from each other's opinions. Right, because I'm not here reading yeah. feminist article because I because you're a misogynist. Because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, Albi a... hates women, guys. <laughs> we we paused and Albi was like, <laughs> I'm not hate I'm women. A <laughs> no, 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 no. I, mean, no, I know not... what you mean. Right, I was gonna pause because I was just like. No, no, I was, like, pausing because yeah, I'm, like, I don't fucking care about any and label. Also, like, it's all free-for-all for me. Gender, yeah, and if you sex, believe in equality and it. equity, that's what you believe in, and you don't necessarily need to be operating under a certain constricting ideology. Yeah. Like, I don't want to reduce anyone to We're all complex. Right. Exactly. That's how I want to view my world. Like, everybody's their yes. own person. They're not tied to an identity or, like, mm. a social archetypal role. But unfortunately... I gotta like keep it. You you keep me real, Hannah. I'm not living in my fantasy world. People are misogynistic. People are awful. People are racist, and it's not. They're not just people. Mm. They're like yeah. I gotta remember that there's like real world consequences because there are people with these racist, awful views who are in position of power. I feel like you give me perspective though. You keep me also, you know, connected to the too into the softness into the occult and that which is unknown and beyond this is too much for me <laughs> we're getting vulnerable did you choose your britney song um it's womanizer oh shit that's what i chose too fuck <laughs> yes fuck <laughs> really Oh, wait, no, wait, no, no, I didn't choose that. I chose work bitch. Okay, what's work bitch? Okay, we could do that. We could do that. We'll work do bitch, both. womanizer. Let's do both. One we of them, we're gonna roll a dice or something. Um, but like a meme said, oh, a lot of you guys <laughs> owe me a Valentine's Day, to be honest. You know, if you ruined one of my favorite songs, if you devoted, oh my God. if you were devoted more than one page on my diary, <gasps> if I pretended to oversee your cringe, yeah. I need a fucking Valentine's, okay? If I DM'd you back, if you D if you gaslit me, I deserve a 
fucking Valentine's Day. If you let me on, if I even... If I ever listen to one of your garbage indie rock albums, if you made me attend a virtual DSA meeting, if I read The Culture of Narcissism, if you made me read some essay on your dumb political theory or socioeconomic podcast, or if you made me read like your own little essay of analysis of Karl Marx, if you made me sit in a rally watching Ben Shapiro, if you made me attend a political rally in general, I have to deserve a fucking Valentine's Day. If Even if you use me for character development, I deserve fucking Valentine's Day. If I ever swallowed your fucking nut, if I ever <laughs> went on a date... <laughs> If I ever went on a date with you and let you talk about yourself and think that you're interesting even though you're fucking not, if I ever immediately saw all the pieces of you that were broken and hurting and new and then kind of just was kind about it, you owe me a Valentine's Day. If you've ever even looked at me in the street, bitch, for more than two seconds, if you ever double-taked at me, Valentine's, bitch. I, I accept flowers, I accept Venmo, Cash App. Uh, cashier's checks. I'm banned from PayPal, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Right. I, I accept also Tesla stocks. Oh. So. See you in hell, Shit. you motherfuckers who <laughs> I spend so much time with. I'll see you in hell because I'll be on the fucking throne. <laughs> well, till then, raise some hell, okay. Hannah. Yes, you too, Albi. I'll be a new I'll be. I'll send you a Valentine's Day present. Oh my God, I love it. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, we're sending these bitches back to Earth. Enjoy, guys. This has been Planet Dirt. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, I think I.
Como yo llego